1: Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 590. As we continue our journey through the seemingly unending realm of misbegotten sequels, we bring you, oh God, you devil, never has a movie's punctuation been so confusing. <laughs> it's got a comma, it's got an exclamation point, and I, don't, you know, I don't know what to do where. It's very difficult. It's got, a little, it's got a little
0: halo in it. I don't yeah. know how the typewriters back then were able to. That's how they were.
2: Pre, you know, they were uh, pre-emojis.
0: Yeah, you had to put a halo above the God, <laughs> and then you had to put a uh, horns on the U, the O, and the U devil. So it was all sorts of crazy.
1: This is where Prince got the idea for the name change.
0: See, <laughs> yeah. so uh, let's go around the if virtual.
1: George Burns can do it. Yes, let's go around the uh, virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. you can find Spreaker. us. Spreaker. Spreaker. That's <laughs> still a thing. You can find <laughs> us there, theoretically. Uh, <laughs> wherever you get your podcast from, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, of course, you can find us on the Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, which is called... The League of Show Shares, and of course, check us out on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash, Real Spoilers. Where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content and the joy, the pride of knowing that you helped out. So, um, there we go. Oh God, you devil! So the first movie came out in 1977.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The
1: second one came out in 1980. And in case you were curious. Uh, it grossed fourteen million dollars.
2: That's a big, uh, that's a big drop. Well, wait, what was the first one? That's a big drop.
1: The first one grossed forty-one million dollars.
2: Right, right, right. Okay.
1: Uh, so big drop, but adjusted for inflation, it's forty-five million. My guess is that's probably more about what they expected to make with the first one. So they're mm-hmm. presumably they were still okay with that because they decided to make a third.
0: <laughs> I have twenty-one point five million on Oh God, you devil.
1: Yes, that's what I have as well. I was talking okay, about Oh God, yep. Book Two made gotcha, yeah. fourteen, and then Oh God, You Devil made twenty one million, which adjusted for inflation uh, is fifty three million dollars. So it actually made mm. more than the second one. I couldn't find any information about what the budgets on these
2: movies. Why? Were. I um, wonder why this why the third one made more than the because second. Cuz
0: the one. third because the third one is completely original and, and the had, second one's just a I guess that's of true. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think sense. you
1: guys are really factoring in the star appeal of Ted Wass. No, okay. we are. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're factoring in that you
0: get two George Burns
1: in this movie. <laughs> you know, I will say I like the premise here. Like um I do too. I feel oh. like it gets kind of squandered, but um but I like uh I, I like the idea of giving George Burns something new to do.
0: Absolutely. I, I thought this movie was completely refreshing after watching the first one and being it being totally lackluster watching the second one and actually enjoying it just as much and, and liking some of the things they do in it better. And then I went to this one and I... I Thoroughly enjoyed this movie.
2: Yeah, I like I like the the switcheroo. Yeah, Yeah, and
0: I I watched this with Katie, and she she completely enjoyed it too. She's like, I liked that movie. That was a cute movie. Like, I don't know, I this the third one moved faster. It was way more entertaining with him being the devil and playing against God, the dual rules, Um, just the concept of the devil and God pitted against each other, and that they. But he's not
2: like to your. They're not. They're barely in it. Like they're in it that last ten minutes.
0: No, but just talking about the concept of how oh, 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 how I see, I how, how heaven is dried up and there's hardly anyone in there anymore. And so, like, God, uh, the, you know, hell is just overrun is what they're alluding to. And the devil's got is, is doing all this work. And, and, and you know, just the way that he plays it, the way they write the devil and like that, he, you know, he's like, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a totally bad guy, you know, and <laughs> I, I thought it was really creative. And I was thoroughly entertained from beginning to end with this one.
2: Yeah, I thought this was a lot. Way- maybe it is well, I watched them back to back for the most part, like both in the same day, uh, and I was much more entertained with this one yeah. than I was with
0: the first one. And for I watched sure. one. And I watched one, two, three, and hands down, third one the best one.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's bad I like. I would. I would not say that, but uh, but I still like. The, just the concept in the first one is just so fresh. I think, and I think it doesn't feel fresh. To you guys but uh, but at the time it was and I think that like I just wait that more you know I give that more sure way that, sure you know. that makes sense but I um, mean
0: I I can I, I'll give it credit for again we talked about in the first one doing what it did in 77 totally but like here's the thing and I know you're gonna give me crap for making this comparison <laughs> but I'm just gonna say I can watch Citizen Kane today and it's still an amazing movie without sure. me having to understand the significance whatever like it's just a great movie yeah like so with me not trying to delve into why it was original and all that like oh god did nothing for me and oh god you devil was fun you know yeah i like, get that he...
1: i i guess i liked a lot of the take in the first one in terms of just like his little comments about how you know i like the for lack of a better word the world build, building about how religion or god or philosophy worked with this version of god and you don't yeah. get as much of that in this
0: one yeah um but i think i think you get like the reverse like I think the world building with the devil is better here because it's like, who is God without the devil? This relationship is almost like Batman and the Joker, right? Like what does he have to do without me? Like they, they work together and the devil is like, you know, I'm here. what, What would God do without me? And, and so I liked the relationship and the balance between the two of them and how they work together. And so to me, It was a really interesting exploration rather than just being like, oh, there's a bunch of non-believers and then there's God in the first one. And this one is like, oh, you've got a lot of people doing bad things and this is how the devil is influencing them and manipulating them. And here you have God who's kind of given up because of how society and things are going. And, you know, he kind of needs someone to push him to, to get him back. And I also like the way that in the very beginning this, this movie opens. I like the way that God is introduced, right? So, like, with the first two people, I know you didn't see the second one, Joe, but with the first two people are totally random. God picks them oh, because sure. okay. they're good people, but there's no connection. They didn't ask for it. There's no, like, religious, historical connection, whatever. Like, they're randomly chosen because they're just... Good people, um, and one is a child and innocent and whatever. But so with this one, the movie the other starts being John off. Denver, Ugh. yeah. And and this movie, the uh, the movie starts off by showing that the main character's father, when he was a child, uh, the main character had scarlet fever, and his dad prayed to God. Did
2: did he say? I, I I I was kind of messing with the volume at this point, trying to figure out the right temperature, the right temperature, the right volume, so I didn't wake up children while I was watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Did he say? like as he so right like Kevin said that he's outside he prays to God and says please you know let my son make it through this I'll do whatever blah blah and God of uh, George burns' is God is standing outside uh the window not that window but like on the street does he say everybody's always asking for something is that the line yeah he does say something like that like yeah like- and it's just like you mean the guy praying that his son survives the <laughs> night? Yeah, I
0: thought it would. That because... doesn't seem like that that big of an ask <laughs> here. But but let me tell you. Let me explain to you what he's saying, though. So we found out that this is a very disillusioned God. This is a God that has given yes. up hope because the devil is winning over everybody. Meaning, the only people showing up to heaven, like they said, are like some nuns and, and preachers, and you know, it's heaven is is half empty basically, and and hell is filling up. So they at had this to cut point,
2: back on staff, which I thought yeah. was a funny line.
0: So at this point, God is saying, there's a lot of people asking for my help, and then what do they do? Once he gives it to them, they go back to their old ways. So he's okay. so he's trying to say, like, you know, I know this guy's a good person, but I hopefully he's not disappointing, like all the others, because people keep screwing him over. They ask for his help. They say, God, I'll do anything, and I'm kind of writing it here, but what he's saying is they'll say, you know, God, I'll do anything. Please save my child. Please save my business, whatever they're asking for. He does it, okay. and then it's like, oh, we're cool. All right, let me go back to my terrible ways right sure sure i guess i was just like that's i mean
2: it is definitely the god that we have been that i met in the first movie that is something he would probably say or feel is that everybody's you know basically in the first one god god's message is you're on your own like i i gave you all the tools what you do with them is up to you in this one he's just
0: like god leave they just leave me alone like that's how dare this man ask i i like that though i really again i like the idea of a god that's uh, that's a bit jaded and a bit uh sick of the way that humanity has tr- treated him like i think it's more interesting than than just the god that's just always like you know i i you know i'll, I'll, I'll forgive get you. you you know and so Yeah, I like where they went with it. Where I get it where at first you're just like, what is that? Like, what are we doing? But as you watch (laughs) the movie, it makes more sense why he's so disillusioned.
2: That makes sense. I get that. Uh, And we should say, so we flash forward to, so that was 1960. Uh, We flash forward to 1984, I think, is when we flash. That's when the movie opened. So I assume it's the same year. And we're introduced to Ted Wass, who, much like John Denver, uh is a suckhole of charisma. <laughs> I
1: I Good like Ted Wise. I don't think he does much in this movie, but I, I remember him on the T V show Soap. I liked him. He's really funny on that show. Uh most people probably know him as Blossom's Dad. He's also Blossom's a dad, very yeah. successful television director. He directs lots of episodes of like Big Bang Theory and, and did he direct he directed like all of Blossom, right? Uh, I think he directed some, but I don't know that he directed all of them. But, uh, oh, okay. okay. Uh, but he doesn't what? act at all anymore. He just does TV. But there was a period of time when uh, when Ted Wass was on the cusp of becoming a big deal. They tried oh, really? to make this guy a big deal. So, Because um, you got to figure, I mean, this is a pretty high-profile picture to get, right?
2: sure i mean sure. you know third third in a series of very successful right. or quasi successful movies
1: yeah and the the year before he had been in the curse of the pink panther which was the first uh pink panther movie to not feature peter sellers and uh and, yeah i know but but they they thought that they had something like they so the
2: with him or with the movie
1: with both like so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um that that curse of the pink panther movie even though it's not considered very good it was directed by Blake Edwards so like they had the the right guy in place and and the premise was i forget the character's name but the you know how there was that the Clouseau's boss, who was always kind of being driven insane by what an idiot by Clouseau. <laughs> <Buy was>.
2: Clouseau. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: The premise of the movie is they want to find Clouseau. He's disappeared, and so he has this giant super computer and it's gonna pick the world's best detective to go find Clouseau, right? Mm. So Batman. Yeah, and so <laughs> um so he doesn't want to find Clouseau. <laughs> <And> so he <laughs> he he rigs the computer to instead pick the world's worst detective mm. which is ted wass
0: gotcha and okay
1: that premise doesn't sound that bad yeah no it's a decent premise and so it and they pick ted wass um to uh to as the world's worst detective and then you know uh, with him not realizing by picking the world's worst detective he's basically paired himself up with another cluso type person right <laughs> sure. so it's a it's a clever conceit and like yeah, that works. And so dude that they working. thought they had something they signed ted wass to a not two not three not four not five a six picture oh my
2: deal. god i <laughs> s- think he was captain america A
1: six picture have you ever heard of a six picture deal i mean you don't even get those today with with superhero movies do you it's the pink uh, panther cinematic not, I mean, universe <laughs> And, uh,
2: what's his, Sam Jackson had a 10 picture deal.
1: Right, but I mean it but it wasn't they weren't all based around him. It was so he could no, pop they were up not. for that's 10 true. minutes, right? Yeah, so that's but true. yeah, they signed him to a 6 picture deal and the goal was they were going to turn the Pink Panther series into basically like a police academy thing and they oh. they envisioned Pink Panther series as being like a James Bond comedy franchise and I eventually can see that Ted Watts that yeah, makes sense. Av- on paper this makes sense and, and that yeah. they would they would run it like the james bond franchise and then eventually ted wass would go away and they'd bring in a new guy and it's just a new the,
2: dumb detective
1: <laughs> right and the movie was <laughs> awful and nobody cared and then a few years later they tried to reboot it again with son of the pink panther with uh, mm-hmm. roberto Benini playing uh, a then unknown roberto Benini. so play but yeah like and then
2: they rebooted it again with steve martin with steve that martin as, worked.
1: A, as a yeah, on paper that should have worked, but it, it did uh-huh. not. But, um, but yeah. So like, but yeah, like they when before they got Ted Wass, they wanted uh, they I think they looked at John Ritter. Um, they looked. At, oh, I
2: could see that working too. They there was, in this they wanted John Ritter for this.
1: No, 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 for Pink Panther. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and then they uh they were gonna bring in a British guy, but the studio was like uh, nobody's ever heard of Rowan Atkinson, so they wouldn't <laughs> let do that. Um. I'm trying to remember
2: there was, was some Black Adder at that point? Was Bean even the thing? Probably. Bean I think that's probably thing, where right? they...
0: Yeah, that's probably where they knew him from. You know.
2: That's funny. It's Hollywood exec. Well,
0: anyway, well back we should probably get to this movie. So um <laughs> I, I didn't right. know I I didn't know who this guy was, and that's interesting that you said that they were trying to make him a thing, and it makes sense since he never really got there. Because I'm like I'm like the, the star of this movie has to be someone and i couldn't recognize him for anything but i, I had to look him up i i mean i watched yeah.
2: blossom and i was like man i know this guy and then of course as soon as you see his picture and how he looks he looks like uh you know how billy ray cyrus today is like what are you trying to do with your style <laughs> and your face
0: <laughs> right that
2: was ted was on Blossom, like. He sort of looked like a version, like an old man version of what Joey Lawrence looked like <laughs> on Blossom. Like kind of the same, but you're just like, What what are we doing? What's happening? What are you wearing? And that's see, I, and then yeah. of course as soon as you see him, you're like, Oh yeah, okay. I feel like in this
1: movie he was kind of supposed to be Rick Springfield.
2: I thought I you I thought the exact same thing. Same hair, same like same build. Same yeah. kind of style of clothes. In
1: fact, in retrospect, yes. and again, I, I don't not like Ted Watts, but in retrospect, they should have gotten, should've gotten- <laughs> Springfield. I mean, Never. one, he's an actor, right? Like he's he's I mean, he started was he on, on, Gen- was he on S- General Hospital, General Hospital. Yeah. And he was an actor in Australia before he came to the States. And he had a movie come out around this time that was not very good. But but uh, like he would have been. Perfect. And then you could have put in Rick Springfield songs instead of these like generic songs that like they give you three (laughs) minutes of. But somehow you still can't hear them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't
0: know. The hook on that one song was pretty catchy. I I don't know. They were
1: written by Mike Post, who does a lot of, uh, you know, written a lot of famous TV themes and does a lot of scoring for television shows. But but those to me, those songs were brutal. Those were, I, just you know, this,
0: they this seemed like thing. stereo. They seemed like stereotypical '80s rock ballads. I ballad thought the same types. thing. Which I is mean, kind I, of what
2: Rick Springfield was.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't mind him. Like, I liked Ted Wass in this role. I, I liked him more than John Denver. I didn't have a problem with with his performance. Um, he's a so he's like an aspiring musician, struggling. He's, I would say he, he's
2: like a struggling r- songwriter musician. Yeah, and he just can't catch a break. Uh, he has, it's, it's weird. Like when, when they go to his manager, I was like, why? I mean, I would have tried to get Carl Reiner. Like this guy looked like Carl Reiner, like a, like a, like a venture
0: version of
1: To me the whole time I saw that guy, I was like, It's not M. Emmett Walsh. M. Emmett Walsh. <laughs> yeah, yes.
0: Right. Yeah. That's a good Hundred, one. Because, yeah, he is, very, because that's exactly true. who he is. He looks just like M. Emmett yeah. Walsh. Like yes. I, I
1: like I watched and I was like, Oh, it's the guy from the jerk who shot at the cans. And <laughs> then I looked him up and I was like, It is not the guy from the jerk who shot at the
2: cans. <laughs> you <laughs> tricked me. Paul Paul Eugene- Bogart, You tricked me.
0: Eugene Roche Roche is the guy that plays his manager, but yeah, he looks a lot like And he was also on Soap. He had a reoccurring on Soap.
2: There we go. Uh, yeah. So and his manager isn't the best, right? Like, I think he's probably got a heart of gold, but he's just not doing a very good job. He's got no pull. He's, he's yeah. a joke in the industry. He's got no find juice right. later. Yeah.
0: Like, he, he's not a bad person or anything. But, yeah, he's, he signed up with an agent that just can't get him any work. And this guy isn't, like, the best songwriter ever, but he's decent. No. And he should be able to get work. And he is just not doing it.
2: And so he sends off the tape to these record execs, one played by Ron Silver, which I thought was amazing to see. I was like, yeah, dude, Ron Silver, let's let's snort some <laughs> cocaine and do this. Let's game <laughs> on. And then do you, did you recognize who the other exec was? I, he looked familiar. I couldn't. He's the guy that hooks up with the female gremlin in Gremlins 2. <laughs> Just that's the throwback funny. to an earlier episode. There you go. Um,
0: but but he he basically he's he after not getting like it's any terrible. work or anything.
2: Yeah the, the the demo fails miserably. The the execs don't want it, so he has to go play this wedding, uh, which he wants nothing to do with. But it's an easy five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks in nineteen eighty four, I guess, was a lot of money. Because well, it's he's like he's got to work. He's got to
0: work, man. Yeah, yeah that's true. But uh, somehow London, he man.
2: affords that really nice apartment oh as
0: soon as he walks in there Katie's like (laughs) wow that is a nice place okay (laughs) i'm glad
2: okay does she okay so the wife takes the elevator up to the floor right there's a scene Mm. where she gets off the elevator to the to the apartment right sounds familiar yeah so at the end of this movie when everything goes we'll get to it why is he running up the stairs why doesn't he just
0: take the elevator it's a different nicer place right no i think it's the same place Tom, thought, okay.
2: In this movie, right? They right. have this just luxurious jumping to the apartment. End of the movie
0: for some reason, <laughs>
2: well, I'm just like I'm just thinking. Like I was thinking about this yeah. about the apartment, but so there's an elevator to that apartment, right? She takes an elevator to that apartment. Maybe I don't remember. And then when we get to the end, he's running upstairs. Well, sometimes people. Like, why doesn't he just take the apart? Why didn't you take the elevator?
1: Well, if he's trying to get to her quickly. Like, you might not want to wait for the elevator, and if it's not that many Maybe. floors, okay. like you can
0: just, you know, run up them. Yeah, sometimes you got to wait for it to come down. I guess that's blah, true. Blah, blah, yeah. Okay, either way. Anyway. I was just like, what are we doing? <laughs>
2: uh, so, yeah, so he goes, he's at the wedding. We should also say that there's a political, not a political slant, but uh, God is at a resort in Hawaii. Not God, I'm sorry. The devil is at a resort in Hawaii. Uh, there's a massive hurricane, and he wants to leave. So um he pulls him a, a uh teen wolf and flashes some red eyeballs at the manager and they... the manager
1: played by not Danny Thomas
2: <laughs> I actually looked <laughs> it up I was like is this Danny Thomas I'm like when and then I'm... the but... other guy looked like somebody too yeah the, the bus boy looked like somebody too uh so he takes off and he, you know he's going through his little uh kit radio car looking at people that he can corrupt and it, it's like one of the Saudi Arabian prince or general i assume the other is is that gaddafi
1: no it's uh the the it's they show uh idi amin okay who is like an african guy who was like a crazy leader and the other one was uh uh yasser arafat
2: there we go okay yeah and they just like so nope, very Artie dated got got
0: references of people <laughs> yeah, that the no, devil is very dealing yeah, yeah right right
2: <laughs> like nope already got him nope too easy oh ted wass that's my man. So he shows up at this wedding, and he, uh, you know, sits down with Ted Wass. And he's like, "I think you're great. Well, we could sign you right now. You should be playing Carnegie Hall and, and Madison Square." How Garden. about those
0: dance moves? How about those Ooh, George buddy. Burns dance moves? I gotta tell you
2: though, I like if I could get more of him. Like when the old ladies kind of stand next to him and he starts like dogging on her husband. Yeah, yeah, her dead husband, I think. <laughs> Like, he's dead. Because, like.
0: It's because this is George Burns. This is George <laughs> Burns roasting. Like, he yeah. must have had so much fun playing this character. I had all. 100- Could you imagine if this was
2: Don Rickles? Yeah,
0: I had a hundred <laughs> times more fun watching him as the devil than I did as God in the other movies. Not that he wasn't good as God, and not that I didn't like how clever he was and understated and all that, but he had fun as the devil I, in this I, movie. I liked watching him oh, as yeah, the he devil. Was, he was he was into it.
1: I do wish this movie had more God in it. Like you really only get God at the it the you know very briefly at the beginning and then the big scene at the end. But for the most part, you. You really don't get George Burns as God hardly at all in this movie.
0: It's fine. <laughs> I just got him as God in the first two movies, and yeah. it didn't do too much for me. You know, but I honestly. <laughs> but back to his dance moves, real quick. I thought it was yeah. funny. Like when they
1: show him dancing, it felt like when those rare times when you see Kermit's legs. Like yeah. <laughs> I thought like, he
2: looked like he looked like a gremlin turned into a human. <laughs> well,
1: and keep in mind the the, the dude's 88 He's years old.
2: Totally. Totally I get it. I get it. I'm just yeah. saying he but looked he like began a human in, version of a gremlin.
1: But in vaudeville he was a dancer. He would do soft shoe and like that was part of the the act, you know. It's funny if you look at his uh is if you look at his Wikipedia page it'll it lists Uh, It always lists for performers years active. Okay. And so he was born in 1896 years and he dies in 96 years active 1902 to 1995.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, that guy. Yeah.
2: It's funny. Like I always, I always think of like uh, people who were alive when action comics number one came out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's old, right? But then you'd have been like 40
0: further. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 1800s. Like, this is a guy that got to live through, that was born in the 1800s at the end and got to see almost the entire 1900s. Like, that's just amazing. bonkers. That's so But but yeah, no, I I love it. I mean, he's 88 years old. He's dancing. Like, he's moving for an 88-year-old very well. Like, overall, it's not the most impressive feat from a human being. But for an 88-year-old, you're just like, that's fun. He's so... He's just likable and charismatic and he's funny and yeah, I I thought he was great.
2: So yeah, yeah. So he sits down with Ted Wass and he's like, Look, your manager's garbage. Like it's you should be doing this. You're very talented. Uh sign with me and we'll get this thing going. And of course Ted Wass is like, What is what is happening right now? Yeah. And we should say that uh the devil's name in this movie is um
1: Harry O'Toffit.
2: Harry O'Toffit. O'Toffitt. And I, I was like, that has to be something. Yes, it's sure got is. to be. So I Googled it. And of course, Tophit is the Hebrew word for hell.
0: There you go. Like
2: that's the, I was like, there's no way they came up with that name on the fly. And it doesn't yeah. mean something.
1: And his initials are hot.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> Just like the license uh, plate. Then that sweet Z. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Um, so he goes, so uh, Billy? No, Bobby. He becomes Billy.
1: No, he becomes
0: Bobby right? Because Bobby Wayne, I get it backwards. No, Billy, Billy, Wayne. Billy, no, Wayne. Billy okay. Wayne,
2: Bobby Shelton. Okay. Yeah.
0: Bobby is so he proves we should say at the wedding he proves his power because he's like who are you like what are you doing and he's like watch this waiter he pulls the waiter's pants down nah. yeah and he, but but then he not only does he pull the waiter's pants down it's like a Rube Goldberg machine yeah. <laughs> this like guy knocks into events. someone and this guy <laughs> knocks into a woman and then the woman lands on a golf cart and the golf cart runs over some table <laughs> like it is it's crazy. I do like the
2: look on his face where he's like eh? huh huh <laughs> well, how about now how about that. Uh, so Bobby goes home, talks to his wife Wendy, who, ca- again, like you could say she kind of looks like Terry Gar. I was t- like she's, she's... kind of playing the same character. Oh, it's mm-hmm. the
1: same character, it's same type character type. But I was to me, I was like not Amy Adams.
2: Hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. If this had been Nancy Allen, I wouldn't have batted an eye. Yeah like it's this, yeah
0: but but she's like as a concerned wife where you have a talented husband who's getting no work she's like yeah give this guy a shot like what do you have to lose
2: what's the worst that could happen uh so he does he have a oh he ha- all of a sudden he has a meeting with these two record execs who passed on it the first who passed on his demo the first time and really their their motivation is kind of sinister but i feel like that's the record industry right where ron silver kind of says look he's this this demo is trash but he has this one song that could work like this song's actually not bad it could work for this big artist they have on the label we'll just buy the song outright change a couple words and all of a sudden it's this artist song and we're not out any massive amounts of money um so they go and of course there's his manager and ted wass is there and uh all of a sudden here comes george burns walk strutting in And says, look, man, um, you dump your manager right now and uh, we'll go in there and we'll kick the shit out of these guys and we'll get your money. And he was like, oh, he's like, what has he done? You know, doing the devil's pitch, which sounds like a sex thing, but it's not. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, He's just like, he's done nothing for you. You, why are you? Why are you loyal to this guy? He's done nothing, and finally
0: we also find out. This is where we find out the manager's a joke because the record execs are like, you know who is the manager is. Oh, they're making fun is? of him downstairs. And then, yeah, right. of course, they cut to him, and he's like, "Yeah, these guys have respect for me, like not knowing they're up there trash yeah, like, talking."
2: No them. way. Uh, so, you know, being the desperate musician who's thirty, which he's like, I don't have many shots at this left, and it's like, yeah, you're probably right. Like, you're thirty years old, so you don't have many more bites at this apple. He ditches his manager, signs – well, doesn't sign with the devil yet, uh, but they go upstairs and George Burns – they think they've got this in the bag. All of a sudden, George Burns is uh, the most George Burns he's ever been in these movies.
0: Oh, I mean, I I just love it the way that he talks to these guys and, like – I mean, it's like that quick – you know, sarcastic humor that is more akin to a roast. I like that as the devil, George Burns gets to be George Burns roasting people. And I think that's, that's what I was expecting out of these movies. And even though of course as God, he's not going to be as mean, but I'm expecting more quick humor and just, you know, just that sarcastic kind of funny. Um, and so I really got that out of this and he's handed it to these guys. Just, it's awesome.
2: And they're just, and they're just like, uh, Oh, (laughs) you look at the funny old guy. He's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm funny. Um, I do always feel like whenever I see Ron Silver is that he has just done five lines of cocaine. Like, it doesn't matter what movie I see him (laughs) in. Like, that's just how he looks all the time. Uh, George Burns gives him this contract, and it's it's ludicrous. Like, it's, you know, one million for every gold record. It's just like this ridiculous contract
0: like it's like something like you sign him for several million like six million or something dollars and then for each gold record it's another million dollars and so of course they're laughing like we don't even know like who is this guy he's no talent like why would we do this and then that's when the devil turns to him and explains like you sign this sign it they'll stop making fun of you and
2: right and it's all yours everything's yours uh everything you've wanted is yours you get it all
0: but he reads the Terms of Service. He actually scrolls through <laughs> the entire Terms of Service. Yeah. <laughs> and at the very end, it says, I've got you for seven years. And that's what scares right. him off. And this is where I was a little bit confused. because uh, I'm with you. The George Burns crosses off the seven years. And that's when I'm it's like... It's a
2: temporary... Co- it's like a, on a trial basis. Well, he, that's says, what he that, says that. It's a trial period. Lying, it was- but
0: it's like when you scratch out the amount of time, then it's like open-ended. So to me, I'm like, that doesn't make it better. It's like he just <laughs> has you now. Like, <laughs> yeah forever which so, i guess is
2: better than the seven
0: well i right? guess i guess like, if you find out that when you seven and... years is
2: right <laughs> and also that guy that so we should say there's an original billy who's doing the whole rick springfield thing uh his seven years is
0: up. my guess is that there's been a billy wayne for a long time and he keeps changing them out yeah. Yeah. changing them up yeah they're like the rock and roll equivalent of the dread pirate roberts yeah oh, i was
2: like of, Men- of menudo yeah and they just keep switching them out yeah uh the guy that is the original Billy or the Billy in this one doesn't get that raw of a deal. Like I was think well until he dies. Until well that's they only him.
0: they only kill him because God switched the deal. Well, but my but my guess is that the devil, I mean, he's the devil. Like, he's going to use him in whatever capacity. So it just happened to be he switched him out for this guy. But then who knows what else he has him do. Like, basically, these guys are signing their souls away. So the devil has complete control. So, yeah. yes, when you get to take over for Bobby and be with his wife and, and all this stuff, like, yeah, that's not that raw of a deal until the devil decides he needs you and he ends up killing you off or sending you to some you know desert or whatever like you know what i mean like i think that this is a very well temporary... now you're
2: now you're writing oh god you devil part two well but the version this version <laughs> that we get he gets to be a rocks this massive rock star for seven years makes all this money now granted when he gets switched to to bobby he doesn't remember any of it but he gets switched to bobby which you know a beautiful wife home like you I, I, it doesn't seem like
1: okay but when you make the deal. You don't know that that's where you're right. going to end up. I guess though. that's like, true. You, so while, so while that conclusion might not be the worst thing, you don't know that that's how it's going to end up for you.
0: Yeah, you see that one little switch up turns into you overdose. So like, <laughs> yeah, like that's oh the no. thing. Like yeah, you're th- again that like guy, I'm saying that
2: guy did the original billy got an awful deal
0: yeah like so (laughs) although i know you're saying i'm writing the story but i'm just giving like hypotheticals but we see what we see what can happen and the devil can just go oh snap snaps his fingers and you're dead or snaps his fingers and you take over (laughs) someone else and your memories erased so like they're just puppets you know at this point
2: that's true that's true uh so he signs the deal uh he gets the he gets the contract everything's great and his now he's name got the hand.
0: signature actually changes changes to, to billy Wayne. not
2: billy squire yeah that's who this probably is tom this is probably billy squire
1: i don't think so billy squire is much better than this
2: <laughs> that's true that's fair that's a good point he
1: reminded <laughs> me more of like michael stanley <laughs> <laughs> which that's a deep cut for
2: the classic rock crowd yes it is yes it is uh so, yeah, so he says, I got to call Wendy. And he was like, "Nah, don't do that. George Burns says, you don't want to do that. Don't do that. We got to go to Buffalo. And so they go to Buffalo. They do a show. Uh, and I do like where the our Ted Wass is like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he was like, no, you're good. Just head on out there. You'll figure it out. All right, I guess. <laughs> and of course, like everything starts coming. You know, all of the songs start to pop into his memory. And he has this awesome show for him and he was like this is amazing but he goes to call uh wendy and tell her what's going on but like the connection is bad and all of a sudden we this is where we see that the character who was billy prior has now switched places and now he's bobby and there is a moment where i know we're supposed to root for ted wass i get that but how quickly he is able to be like um (laughs) I'm cool. I'm going to bang all... Th- Literally, I'm going to
0: bang all these chicks and not worry about my wife. I think it's a very human examination, though. Like, he's he made a deal with the devil. He was given fame, fortune, women, drugs, rock and roll, whatever. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, he's human, right? Like, he's people... Yeah, but he... I mean, you, you could tell the devotion he had to his
2: wife. Sure. And then his, And then within moments, I mean not yeah. days not weeks not m- moments of realizing oh i'm this guy now he n- he forgets it all
0: but but what what is the alternative like here's the thing he isn't bobby anymore he's billy like he's been given a chance but he doesn't know that he still thinks he's
2: bobby no he doesn't no no, no he does how else would he how else would he know the name of the favorite restaurant that he wants yeah no he, 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 wants he still to, knows. Right? He's. No
1: he still knows where he came from like that's why he
0: he has his memories right but he knows he's billy is what i'm saying he he understands that he has now taken over this billy wayne oh that's true but he still has all the memories of bobby right but but he he's been given this opportunity and now he isn't bobby anymore is my point he is billy wayne with the memories of bobby
2: kevin let me let me let me ask you this the devil says I'll sign you, you. I'll sign this. You sign this deal. You get all this stuff. You sign the deal. Now you're Vince Neil, circa 1988, 89. So, do you completely forget Katie and the boys in moments? Uh,
0: there's of being Vince Neal. There's no way. But this is a movie, Joe. I'm just saying that I'm just saying I, I'm just, I, I, just think, saying.
1: I think Joe makes a valid point in that it, like it does speak to his character that he like completely gets absolved gets <laughs> absorbed into the rock the decadence of the rock and roll lifestyle pretty much instantly but yet at the same time is like I miss my wife
0: (laughs) he's being influenced by the devil I mean to me it just plays that the devil he made a deal with the devil and this devil obviously I mean the whole thing with good and evil I mean it's just it's an examination of the devil and what he makes people do terrible things. Like to me, yes, he had memories, but they weren't always there at the forefront. Like, yes, remember at some point in this movie, he kind of wakes up out of it. He kind of remembers his other life. So I don't think he's doing it like, yeah, I'm just screw off my other people, you know, my other life. I'm just going to go do this. Like he's, He's kind of being consumed and taken over with the new identity, and then he's like, oh, crap, I still have all these old memories. It's well, not- I feel I feel like
1: they should have made that a little <laughs> bit more evident because I was – There should have been I a little bit
0: more conflict.
1: Get, I did not get that vibe. I just get the, like – Neither did I. Like, well, of course I'm going to, like, nail all the girls.
2: <laughs> so my – so, okay, so, so do you think – okay, so let's play it this way. Let's say the devil says you get to keep everything. You get to be Bobby. The new star is Bobby, whatever his last name is. Are you saying that at that point he doesn't start banging all the chicks as well? Like if he remembers everything and he's got the wife at home and everything is still there, he's now just this massive rock star that he's not going to start living the rock star lifestyle, even with his wife at home. Like, do you think that... I don't
0: know. I can't I can't write that movie for him.
2: Oh, now you can't write the movie for him.
0: I'm just telling you how I interpreted it. We can disagree all you want, but <laughs> I interpret it as this is a dude that made the deal with the devil, and I don't think he was his self when he made all those decisions. I think he was Billy Wayne and he was consumed by the devil's influence because that's the world we're building if we believe in a god and devil and I think that he did all that and then they show you the moment where he snaps out of it and he's like, oh crap, what am I doing? Why do I still remember being... Like, because he tried to call his wife instantly Mm -hmm. and he saw he was replaced. And George Burns is like, I told you, you shouldn't have done that. And then from that point on, like, he understands, like, he's not Bobby anymore. And then he gets consumed and the devil's influence takes over, but he still remembers and he's like, why, why do I still remember this? So I see the struggle and I see how it takes over. So I don't think it's hit. I don't think it's Bobby being a jerk. I think it's the devil, you know,
2: I hear you. I think you're that's wrong, my explanation but I, I think there's a version <laughs> where
1: that could work I don't know that we really saw it here I but I did yeah. but we'll move on <laughs> I mean I think it could. they should have they they should have explained that more because they do show you later that the devil can make them do things like commit like commit suicide so like Oh
2: wait! I think he did that. You think the devil made him take those pills? That's how I. I thought that was. I thought that was him
0: trying to just end it. Well, the devil told the guy that within a year he'd commit suicide. So I think his influence was. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, that makes sense because Ron Silver does say that. You're right. Uh yeah, so he's going. You know, he's having this um, rock star lifestyle and he's living it up and he's playing these massive shows and he's making so much money. Like you know, he's doing. selling records faster than anybody ever anticipated and ron so he's getting the gold is, records yeah so, you are loving a million loving dollars
0: it. and and the the women keep multiplying on every tour they, the they do yeah <laughs> there's more
2: and more <laughs> one true.
0: in bed with him and then there's two then there's <laughs> like laying on there's the floor hotel room then there's yeah. then
2: there's not enough room for him in the hotel room so he's sleeping in the bathtub which seemed yeah i mean i'm sure his feet would have fallen asleep sleeping like that i don't think the blood flow that's is what a thirty-eight-year-old thinks about now. Or I'm like, that blood flow would, be oh, <laughs> feet would Your feet would have fallen good asleep Lord. by now.
0: <laughs> so uh, you see all the variety articles, and it's like he's he's selling eight million dollars, then he's selling fifteen million dollars, and he's breaking all these records in the industry. And obviously, we see all of his success. And I think, I guess, we're to presume it's been like six months because we find out later based on the pregnancy, right? There is some weird pregnant. time
2: jumps. Yeah, you're right because we assume that he's on tour for six months right well yeah Yeah. and then he comes home and he meets his his jarvis uh the the falling down the stairs bit was a little weird yeah that's a
0: toodles from hook
2: is it really Mm -hmm. that's fun yeah yeah, like why why does he all of a sudden he (laughs) He can't walk downstairs (laughs) it's not like he's banging his head like he's taller than the original billy like he's not like he's you know banging oh i just thought he's
0: not I took it as he's just not familiar. Like if you're not familiar where you are and you don't think there's stairs and you're walking and all of a sudden you like kind of go down. But he does it twice. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just took it as like that was like I'm unfamiliar with this huge house.
2: So right. Either way, it was it was definitely a weird choice. Uh, (laughs) So about five months go by and the devil shows up and he's just like, where have you been? I can't. You know, it's I got to get out of here. It's my anniversary. I want to go Oh, let's go to let's go to Jason's. That's what he like which I guess is like a steakhouse. He's like, I don't want to go there. I want to go to uh, you know, Guido's. I can say it was that like, it's fine. Well, it was
1: and this like is like Gennaro's <laughs> or Gennaro's or something like that. <laughs>
0: oh, but This is where we get this is where we get that where he's talking yes, this is finally talking to the devil and he says, Why do I still remember why do I still have all my Bobby memories? Why am I why am I still him? Like I it, to me at this point, he's forgotten that old life cause he's been replaced and he's got this new life, but then he still remembers all this stuff. And so the devil knows he's going to go after the wife and he's like, well, that's not, not a good idea. You're not going to find anything there. Yeah.
2: So he goes to the restaurant, the restaurant that, um, he and his wife, uh, frequent, I assume, or frequented, mm. uh, sees we saw them there in the beginning, right, sees the back of her head and, um, you know, sits down and she stands up and she's pregnant and he's like, Oh, you know, it's super awkward. And he doesn't really put the math together at first until she says like when she's due. And he was like, wait a minute, that's my baby. And I was just like, um, that's a, all right. That's kind of a bold thought process. But I guess if we're saying that he was that he was himself eight months, five months ago, then it would be his bit. I don't, it was like the, the logistics of switching Bobby and Billy. Well, it's just
0: that she's, she's six months pregnant. So if he knows maybe he's been on tour for five months, I mean, it's just, he just, I think it'd be simple math. If you knew how long you've been on tour or whatever. No,
2: no, no, I I agree. But I'm saying like the DNA of the bit, I don't know. It was very stupid. I, (laughs) I got way more into like, how does the body switch work? compared to like what was actually happening in the movie
0: you're talking about a movie where the devil has swapped people's lives (laughs) and i mean i didn't
2: say it i didn't say my concerns made sense kevin yeah or my i'm just saying that's where my brain went
0: sure yeah Uh, oh my gosh i mean you could pick apart so i mean this is like a movie with magic you don't pick apart harry potter (laughs) like it's magic it exists you know uh
2: (laughs) so this is he decides he's like that's it i can't do this anymore uh, he's got one oh, so they he is trying to find God. So he goes to uh James Cromwell, mm-hmm. who's in this movie, with a full head of hair, which is also very weird to see <laughs> uh and kinda says, like, I need to talk this is what I did. I, I made a deal with the devil. Cromwell jumps out of the the confessional the confessional and goes to talk he's like, You're not gonna believe this whack job over here. I thought that was pretty uh, funny. So he's
0: because like, like... James Cromwell's like I you when you're talking to me, you're talking to God. And He's like, yeah, no, I need five <laughs> minutes with the actual God. I don't, you know. It's it's. I thought it was pretty funny. This scene. is the kind
2: of like wackadoo stuff that I think maybe would have helped the first one. Yes,
0: exactly. That's why this one is just yeah, yeah. Him being like them not believing him, but turning it into like more of a funny thing than a like, oh, you're crazy and you need to be committed type thing, right? Like that's the right, difference. Right. Don't play it so serious, like. Like they do in the first and second one, play it more like silly and it can be more entertaining where the stakes aren't as real. The second one that you didn't see, Joe, but like this little girl's life is getting ruined and they want to com- sure, sure. commit her to an institution. Like, that's not funny. That's not like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, don't put the stakes like that. Just make it like, oh, this person's crazy and get in <laughs> zany situations.
2: Uh, yeah, and actually, if you take yourself too seriously, the ATF shows up at your door and burns your house down. So don't take it too seriously, for real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just watched. I just watched the Waco Waco docu series, yeah. and yeah.
0: So he ends up what he doesn't he go outside and there's the guy with the van like. Preaching? So he goes to
2: a, So first he goes to the Catholic church, then he goes to a synagogue. Oh, the, and, and, the rabbi, yeah. and the and 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 the rabbi is like, ah, I don't know what to tell you. Like that's, uh, you know, good luck. So. He goes outside and there's like a street preacher, you know, preaching his message. And he says, you need to go to the desert. That's he He is in the desert. So uh Bobby decides to put on this tour in Vegas, which I guess that to me was like, he just became a Vegas show act. Like he was just
1: setting a up a
0: residency Vegas. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, I took
1: it as like he w- went to his manager and said he wanted he had to go to the desert. And the compromise was, well, we'll book you into Vegas. Okay. At the time, Vegas didn't have residencies from kind of like current acts like they do now. Like that's a pretty recent development. Um,
2: and so, what's a cur- what's a current act that has a residency in Vegas? I mean, Britney Spears. When was the last time she had a hit?
1: Okay, but I mean, Vegas used to be like Br- like Branson. Like Vegas was. Like, oh, okay. I for, mean, okay. Vegas in in 84 it would have been George Burns and Bob Newhart and Don Rickles and like you didn't have current acts or, or even relatively gotcha. recent gotcha. acts taking up Vegas, Vegas residencies it was kind of like when you kind of had a name but you really weren't a strong enough touring property right. like while you were in Vegas okay let's go see that but the idea of you know, an Elton John doing a residency in Vegas or yeah, a
2: Celine Dion. I guess Britney Spears could still sell tickets. Yeah. Oh,
0: she did. I mean, she was there for years and then didn't share.
2: Well, I mean, outside, outside, like outside of Vegas, like if she were to go on tour, she could still sell tickets.
0: Yeah, she absolutely yeah. could yeah. still sell tickets yeah. if she went on. That tour. was huge.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. So he's in his, this massive uh, suite calls the concierge and says, can you page? God, can you page the Lord over the the He's courtesy phone? Like, it's a phone? code name. Just do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, I can only. You never hear the other end of that conversation. I can only assume the guy's like, "What? Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, it's a funny thing." But this ah, is the guy calling. Funny.
0: This is the guy calling from the presidential suite. So, right, you, you do, do what it. this guy says. He's right.
2: <laughs> so uh, over the PA speakers, you hear Lord pick up the house phone. Lord, you know so here then you see george burns's god the version the god version of george burns uh mm-hmm. looks exactly the same from the first movie i assume from the second movie too like same outfit
0: yeah yeah it's from the second movie con- okay continuously the same <clears throat> outfit yeah uh he's he, like an he old man and, he's like your typical old yeah. man with the like track jacket and the brown pants and a fishing like the, trucker hat style thing you know it's just right
2: like, the, the pants that don't go past his ankles
0: old man square glasses oh,
2: yeah, yeah. right uh so he gets on the phone and he said you know they they had this conversation and he was like you sound just like the devil and i do like i can hear the like what's the like not does it the anger I guess, in George Burns' God, where he's just like, Christ Almighty, literally. (laughs) Like, what do I got to do to prove to you that I'm God? He's like, I don't know, rain or a rainbow. He's like, all right, fine. Like, look out your window. And of course, there's a terrible green screen shot that looks like it's actually the Muppets version was better than this. Uh, (laughs) And it's upside down. The rainbow. It is upside. It was weird, right? And they never like the colors are reversed. Yeah,
1: they never address it. But the but the way the colors are stacked is opposite of how rainbow colors are typically
2: stacked. (laughs) And maybe that was God saying, look, that's my rainbow. Like, I don't don't know, because I guess you could say if a rainbow shows up like, you know, that's the way it should look. But good lord! See,
0: know. you can you can tell when someone doesn't like a movie because Tom's picking apart the order of the rainbow color. I just thought <laughs> it was I weird. I was like, second, that's... I didn't for a second think about that. He's like, a rainbow show up. That's not that's how it. rainbow looks.
1: <laughs> good lord! I know. I don't. I don't dislike this movie. I don't think it's as good as the first yeah. one, but I I I
2: don't dislike it. I yeah. think it's. I think it's that's fine funny. for what it is. You know. But he gives him a sign. Yeah. So
0: he knows that and he's. He does gotten, give him a sign, and he and says that,
2: he's like, look, man, I I messed up. Like I made a deal with the devil. He's like, yeah, no kidding, you messed up way to go doofus uh so he's like can you help me like please help me uh so they have this little discussion and god does not give an answer he's like i guess you know you gotta do what you gotta do and we'll go from there he's like well can i praise you he's like that would be a good start Mm -hmm. uh so he kind of gets down on his knees and he says this says this prayer and all of a sudden As he's going uh, to go down to do a show,
0: yeah, like he waits there. He's like, "I'll wait for a sign from you." And he waits all night, right up until the show, and then he leaves. And then,
2: and then we get the sign. So he's in this meeting with Ron Silver, and Ron Silver's like, "Look, I'm not saying, I'm not telling you what to do, but again, it looks like Ron Silver has done twelve lines of cocaine at this point." (laughs) Uh, Is he related to Joel Silver? Is they are they brothers? I have no idea. My guess is no, I just but I feel I... like he shows up in a bunch of Joel Silver stuff. And I don't know. Oh,
0: I don't uh, know.
2: so he says, look, I'm just telling you what he told me He said you're going to die in a year. He's like, I'm not saying you you should get rid of him, but maybe you should think about it.
0: It does not look like they're related. Um, uh, Ron Silver passed away in 2009 of cancer, and uh, he was survived by his parents and brothers Mitchell and Keith and son Adam and daughter Alexandra.
2: All right. Well, there we go. Just Uh, for the record. Just for the record. Ted Wass is having this crisis of, I don't even want to say faith, but like what to do here. He opens this medicine cabinet, and it's just like, It's a pharmacy in this medicine cabinet. So he just dumps everything out and he's taking just like handfuls of pills and mixing it with booze. While all of that's going on, George Burns is playing, uh, the devil is playing poker. God sits down next to him and he says, look, I'll tell you what, just you and me, nobody else. If I win this hand, the God saying, if I win this hand, I get the kid. That's all I want.
1: And here are some more of the amazing practical effects that
0: Kevin loves in the O oh God franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen worse. They just freeze the film, like yeah, oh at least, yeah, right, at right, least, right, right. But but this wasn't at least bad practical effects, like as in they didn't try to like start and stop it and make like literally they just freeze framed it, which is a very lazy practical effect. But
1: you well, know. and then you get the the weird the double shot split screen of him and.
0: I thought it was great. I thought it looked great. I didn't. I didn't have one problem with them both in the same scene. For 1984, scene. 1984 I didn't think this it was, was fine. Bad. Yeah, I looked at it and I said, "How the hell did they do it?" So. F- flawlessly there were people walking in the background no i thought it looked great honestly
2: yeah that's the i will i will say that the split screen from 1984 was was pretty impressive
0: because usually the way they do that is they split they had a a special camera that would split the film into two right but with this one you had people walking in the background from left to right so it can't be as simple as splitting the film into two so whatever they did it was a really good effect yeah because the cocktail waitresses walked behind both of
2: them Right. Oh, she did, didn't she?
0: Yeah. So, like, I was watching it. Like, that's pretty smooth, and it wasn't body doubles. I mean, whatever they did was a good effect. So,
1: yeah, yeah, because normally you get the body double thing where it's like you shoot over the shoulder of Mm -hmm. of of the actor from one direction and then you cut to the other one, but. Yeah,
0: and I like their interaction was good together. Like I, I liked seeing George Burns playing them both at the same time and and playing off one another. And I liked that the Devil's cheating at cards, and he's got a bent card. It's not <laughs> he's not even using magic. He's just cheating at cards. He's and,
2: just using like cheating tricks. Yeah,
0: and and God and God shows up and he's like, yeah, here's a new deck we're gonna use. <laughs> uh,
2: so and the Devil's deal is, and so God's deal is, I win, you, g- I get the kid. You win. You get everybody I've ever protected, plus first crack at whoever asks for me first. And the devil's like, "Yeah, I'll take that deal."
0: Are you talking about the raise? Yeah. So uh, it looks like the devil has a full house, and and God is chasing a straight, and so or chasing a straight flush, and so he bluffs him, ends up what we find out, but God says, you know, that he'll make the deal where. If if he wins, he gets the kid and the devil can't touch anybody, no matter if they ask for them or not. If they say I would sell my soul to the devil, the devil cannot touch them. And then if the devil wins, everyone's fair game.
2: Yes, correct.
0: And so he gets the cards. I think he
2: And then he makes the raise, and then the devil's like, Nope, I'm out. Like too rich. Yeah. And it turns out that he bluffed him. He bluffed the devil, basically. Yeah. Uh so yeah, he pulled a uh, what was that Charlie Daniels song? The Devil Went down, down to Georgia. Yeah, like he pulled a he pulled a one of those.
0: Oh, he fiddle, uh, he played the fiddle against He the... played the fiddle against this
2: <laughs> uh yeah, against the thing of gold. Yeah. Uh so <laughs> yeah, Gotcha. Something like that.
0: Yeah, we know what you're talking about. Thank you. We're not going to yeah, sing the, the whole sticks. thing here. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> run did a run do <laughs> <laughs> Uh
2: so he went of course he wins and um while all of that is going well, on. Well, you know,
0: Joe, Joe, you know, you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. That's
2: exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> that's I didn't even if 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 I've learned anything, that's what I've learned. Um, So, while well, of course, now uh, Ted Wass has kind of started to die like he's passed out already. Yeah.
0: Do you think is that his, in his writer that his cabinet has one thousand bottles of different assorted pills? Like, I, well, I know like, no, that was Ron. That was Ron Silver's cabinet.
1: <laughs> I think his writer also said that they had to put up framed posters of him of himself <laughs> in yeah. his dressing room and the opening scene. When you first see the, the Bobby whatever character. Yes, I noticed that The too. Billy he's, Wayne character. He's on
0: tour and he yeah. has a poster of himself
1: in the dressing Multiple room. Multiple posters. And I was like, but you're only going to be in that room for like three right. hours?
0: Yeah. No, that I noticed the exact same thing where that was a little bit ridiculous. Where they are like, yeah, this guy's famous. So let's put a poster up in his yeah. dressing room.
2: Well, I just, I- <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's that would make sense. Like, that's the thing that they put in the writer to make sure they actually read the whole thing. But right. But then, yeah, I
0: mean, technically, I know it's ridiculous, but you're right. If it's in the writer and it's ridiculous.
1: Some of the big acts. I mean, Mariah Carey makes you do like I, she used, used to anyway, make you do like a whiteout where like the room had to be like completely white. Um, yeah. And I, Madonna I think, used to like, you had to actually put this is gross carpeting <laughs> everywhere, even the oh. shower. Like who wants a shower carpet? That's weird. Like it's but Ugh. yeah. What do you
2: what do you do with the carpet after that? You throw, throw it, away. it away, burn yeah. it, I guess. Lord knows what's on it. Sell it on eBay to some weirdos. <laughs>
0: Jar full of M&Ms with only the brown M&Ms. Right, exactly.
2: Oh, well, there exactly. was logic for that one though.
1: Well, yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so as as the the Billy character is dying on the floor, we see what I originally thought was Ted Wass's soul leaving the body, watching him, watching himself die, and then we realize that there's another, been another body swap. So mm-hmm. the body on the floor is the Billy from earlier in the movie, but Ted Wass's character is just standing there watching this other character die. Also, a little testament to his character, he doesn't try to save him; <laughs> he just lets him die on the floor. So you yeah, know, Ted Wass is the is the villain of this movie. Is Ted Wass?
0: Uh, <laughs> oh man when, hey hey when when you've been body swapped uh with a rock star for six months and then you leave his body and all of a sudden someone else is dying on the floor and you've just awoken from a six-month rock star coma you right, tell me right. what you're gonna do i don't know
2: i don't know <laughs> uh
0: this is the i don't know did you ever hear the
2: episode on of on uh, how did this get made of um drop dead fred
0: I did. I've never seen the movie, but I did listen to it's, the episode. It's not
2: a good movie, but it's like the idea that either she's insane or that Fred yeah. is real. Right. And it's like this massive debate that has gone on this hey, is our don't tell, dead Fred.
0: <laughs> don't tell June that it's a bad movie. Oh, good Lord. She loves yeah. it. She thinks he's so, hot, right? I'll tell you she has what, a my crush cousin, on Fred. <laughs> yeah, my
2: cousin. My cousin loves that movie. It's just it, I think it's just a timing. Th- I don't know.
0: Oh, so bad movies run in the family. Okay. All
2: right. Uh, I there are plenty to. of deep fried taco episodes. <laughs>
0: the,
2: the pest or whatever. Come on. You, yeah, hey, right. you, te- you
0: teed it up. I had <laughs> oh, to. I know. That's fair. <laughs> Apparently,
2: I'm supposed to do a watch party with that, which I'll have I'm fun. To do. <laughs> yeah, You'll that be that by great. yourself,
0: but go for
2: it. I don't. Me and my six of my friends. Somehow. Uh,
0: Somehow Joe and all the people he's made up that are different people (laughs) on the league all want to watch that movie.
2: (laughs) Uh, So he, he talks to God one more time and he was like, just be a good." basically says, just do good. Just be a good man. It's like, yeah, you better. You've had well, six months of being a douchebag, so you well, they have that nice campaign.
0: conversation where he's like, "Why, why yeah. me? Why would you help me out of this situation?" And he explains that his father prayed when he had the scarlet fever, 105. and he, and uh, he prayed and he sang that song and sang he that him song. To sing I, the song. I,
1: this that final scene between him and God when they're as, when it's in, in an empty theater is that where they're at?
0: Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. at where he was going to play. Yeah, yeah.
1: First off, that the the crowd in Buffalo—that's a Van Halen concert. Oh, is it really? Yeah, they use actual footage from a Van Halen concert. They were that's funny. they were, and in attendance at that actual show was the drummer Tommy from K. Weezer.
0: Oh,
2: oh, really? Yeah,
1: All right. he said that's the show that made him want to be a drummer. That <laughs> well, makes sense. Yeah, nice. but, Van um, Halen in
2: nineteen eighty four. Hell yeah,
1: totally. But um, but that scene, even though uh, I like the other one better, and again, I didn't dislike this movie, but uh, yeah. but it has, I think, my favorite moment out of all three films, which is they're walking up the steps towards the back of the theater. Oh, Ted mm-hmm. was Ted Waz's character is like wanting to put his arm around him, but isn't sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he keeps like starting to and then stopping. And like, he isn't really sure. Like what am I allowed to do here? And then, and then finally George Burns is like, it's okay. You can touch me. And then he, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he touched me. Like away. pokes him in the chest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just kind of like finger pokes him in the chest and he, God's like, all right, see ya. Yeah, I, I yeah, uh,
0: I really like George Burns in this movie. He's given so much more to do than the other movies. Yeah, and it's fun when he's the devil. And I think for the little amount you get of God, which I know he's the main draw of the first two, so I get why you'd want more. But the stuff he does against the devil's good, Yeah, that moment, like, I, I just really, really like that they gave George Burns a lot to do with this one. And um, I'm glad they made it. Yeah, especially yeah. like uh,
1: he's he's... 88 when they filmed yeah. this movie and from what I understand they commissioned uh, both scripts sequel scripts simultaneously because he was oh. so old oh, okay. oh, and they were they like know. if we're going to make yeah like if we're going to make more of these <laughs> we better hop to it because honestly for a I mean this it was never I mean that first one was a big hit but it's not necessarily something you'd think to nec- build a franchise around so sure, sure. for them to, they knew they didn't have a lot of time if they wanted to make more. So, um, so yeah, they
2: they little um, did they know they had a lot of time. With yeah, they, I mean he, he, you know,
0: let me like seriously, what what on earth were those old Hollywood comedians doing? Like, you know, people now live longer than they ever used to, but for somehow these comedians, you know what I mean, Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner. George Burns. Yeah, like, no, totally, totally. Uh, Bob, Hope. Bob <laughs> Hope lived to be
1: 100, you know?
0: Yeah, like, I mean, seriously, how how is it that coincidence that of all the people from that age group, like in that era, that died earlier than they do now, but then these comedians are 100? That blows I think, my mind.
1: I think a lot of it is because they didn't stop working, you know? True. Like Like, yeah. even Mel Brooks, like... Yeah,
2: he, they didn't have time to, yeah, you know... Yeah, like,
1: Mel Brooks might not be in movies, necessarily, but he was still working on the producers broadway production and then young frankenstein yeah. and then and he still does speaking engagements a couple you know fairly frequently and I, we had the yeah. fly
2: like he was producing stuff like he was yeah well the
1: fly would have been in the oh, 80s that's
0: though. old yeah
2: yeah <laughs> well yeah but he was still working he's still you know
1: right right yeah uh, they did i was gonna go back to the scripts real quick they commissioned yeah. both simultaneously and andrew bergman who wrote this said that uh he was like he he only did it because he's like, well, I want to work with George Burns. Like I, like he's like, I he didn't really care about the movies themselves so much. Like, but he was like, if I get to work with George Burns, then okay. And he had a a play he had written that had never been produced about a rock star that sold his soul to the devil. And so he was like, oh, oh I can just tweak this, which I think is also why we don't get very much of God in this thing. Is I think that. He already had something written around the devil, yeah. so
2: he, oh, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so he had to go and insert God into it, and I think that's why you don't get that much of it. I also, real quick, want to talk about the director. His name's Paul Bogart. No relation, and, <laughs> and he no worked, relation to who? Yeah, to to Paul Servino. Um, yeah, <laughs> and he he worked. Pr- he's primarily a television sitcom director, which. I think you can tell by watching this, but uh he directed <laughs> ninety-six episodes of All in the Family. And then oh. nine episodes of Archie Bunker's place. Ah the pilot for the spinoff Gloria, and he also directed the pilot for Alice. So he did a lot of stuff. All right.
0: There you go.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's them that's there's a little bit of a Reiner connection there.
1: Yeah, and this movie has two people that were in our that were in uh, All in the Family. So James Cromwell was an all in the family, and then so was the, uh, uh, his agent, that not Emmett the Walsh.
0: Oh, okay. You know, to touch upon what you did last episode, she didn't mention on this one. So the writer of this movie was the original writer of Blazing Saddles, and you know I mentioned Blazing Saddles is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I think maybe that's why I enjoyed this movie so much. I mean, I yeah. think the writing in this one was a lot. I, I just I thought it was funnier, a lot funnier than the first two.
1: Yeah, and he also wrote uh, the inlaws, the Peter Falk uh, Alan oh, Arkin yeah. movie, and he wrote Fletch.
0: They, yeah, and
1: he, oh, and yeah. to okay. prove nobody bats a thousand, he also wrote and directed striptease. So well, oh,
0: well, all right.
2: <laughs> I mean, Demi Moore. Me also,
1: I've been doing this on the other ones, but just to give you an idea of where pop culture was at this point in time. Here are the top 10 grossing films of 1984. Just real quick. Coming in at number 10, Splash. Number nine, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Uh, number eight, Romancing the Stone. Number seven, Footloose. Number six, Police Academy. Wow, number, number six. Number five, Karate Kid, the first one. Number four, Gremlins. Okay.
2: Both both starring a, an, an actor, the... Uh the guy that I told Kevin, the guy that makes it with the female Gremlin is the other exec in this movie. Yeah, oh, that's I right. I that
0: said until until Joe told me that's funny. <laughs>
2: yeah. But anyway, so just real
1: quick. Four was Gremlins. Three, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Two, Ghostbusters. And number one was Beverly Hills Cop. $234 million for that one, by the that's way. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money. Wow. So and this movie, in comparison, made what? Twenty one million dollars. So Yeah. <laughs> it was
2: a rough year for well, George Burns. You know what?
1: I at least it still probably made money though. Yeah, my guess is it probably did. I can't imagine the budget on these things would be very high. So um I mean, even with getting George Burns back for a third film, like I just can't imagine George Burns commanding
0: that much money at this point. I feel in like in the in the eighties for a movie like this, I mean it's probably like a six million dollar movie. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Like that's, you know
1: yeah. no at most ten. At most. At but most, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So they so, they made their
0: money back. I would think so. So, uh, plus VHS sales, probably. I mean, this has been, I mean, VHS was, was yeah. hot, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. This was the, I think this is a movie that people like the third one is one of those movies where like, yeah, it may not have been critically as revered as much as the first one, but I think people found this one on VHS and, and since it's a fun movie, they enjoyed it. Well, you know, I mean, I think they found it in the theaters too. I mean, if you think about it, it still, it
1: still made like what, six, seven, dollars $7 more than the, than the second one. Oh yeah, it, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they
0: they 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 it made its more money on the theaters for sure. I just mean that I think that you know you got to remember that home video the time before streaming. Sure. Now we all just pay six bucks a month and watch everything we want. But yeah, but you know people used to buy those twenty dollar VHSs like they were going out of style.
1: Absolutely, I'm surprised they didn't make a fourth one. I mean, yeah. the fact that it made twenty one million dollars and and showed an up a significant uptick mm-hmm. over the previous one, you would think. Would make them want to make another one, yeah. and it's also funny that like they kind of, you know, as best they could back then, rushed these in because of his age. But he would live for <laughs> right. a, what another <laughs> twelve 11 years, 12, 12, ye- 11, 12 years. Yeah. yeah so, but uh, but anyway, so there's uh, that's oh God, you devil, and I guess let's uh, go around the table and everyone can say where to find them.
2: This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one.
0: This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett.
1: And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And, of course, check out our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real So that's it for this one. Coming up next week, we will uh, give you the promised, The Dirty Dozen and The Dirty Dozen, The Next Mission, The Baker's Dozen, The Dirtier Dozen, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. (laughs) We'll do that one. So uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Tony and Fred build a balloon from freezer bags.
0: It's a great feeling to have a devoted wife who loves you, trusts you, believes in you. I wouldn't be single again for all the tea in China. You know, I... Oh, hello, sweetheart.
2: Oh, don't you... Hello, sweetheart. Me, you wolf. <laughs> <laughs> wolf? You you 2 the Casablanca. Pass <laughs> a blanket? Sit down, dear. You must be tired chasing around the desk all day. Chasing who? Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough for you anymore. When you married me, I was young and gay and pretty. But now that you're old and broken down, you don't love me anymore. <laughs> Wait a minute, Ah, uh, you... no. No matter
1: how often you kiss the back of my neck, I will not take a letter.
0: Huh?